Welcome, everybody. Episode 88 of the Lookout Podcast. Of course, I am Meals. I am here with the Platinum Chanel boy himself, Jeff. I am back. What's going on? We're back. Well, listen, we're back because we took... (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) We didn't didn't do the episode last week. Of course, the episode that we're presenting to you today was supposed to be last week. But things happen. Life You know what was a real... You know what it was a real omen of like maybe maybe I should just skip this overall. Um what was that? the attack on Titan delay because in, you know, in, you know isn't that so weird how that happened? Yeah. Because yeah, I obviously you know, didn't our, know about it. I had a, something completely different going on. And then when I saw that I was like, oh wow. But yeah, so it just kinda seemed like, you know what, maybe we should, you know, take off a week. But I was on the um the Big Eyes podcast last week where we were talking about a lot of my hero academia i kind of feel like i went on the wrong week now because this week is much more of a juicier yeah that's what i'm hearing i'm seeing it all over social media a lot of shit right now i will tell you about it more when we get to the my hero part of this episode but first things first we have to celebrate three years of the lookout my friend three years amazing inaugural episode that we've both been on first of all it, it's been almost three years of rspn or has it been over three years of rspn yeah we're we're right there as well um it i think it's been over three but it is pretty crazy going back from the first episode i still remember uh, mark and i's first episode i still remember uh, you and i our first episode so yeah it's it's just crazy to see uh where we were and where we are now where we're going it's just, it's amazing truly I recorded the first episode of The Lookout in a storage room of a student radio station. And I don't know. It just, first of all, the acoustics are perfect. Um, I was in a car in in my garage. (laughs) And it just felt right. And we were talking about it and we were enjoying ourselves. And I think over the last three years, we've just been, we've had various moments where we just sit and like we're geeked to talk about the stuff that we're talking about and nothing's changed <laughs> nothing has changed because we have so much to talk about this episode especially when we get to time time especially when we get to the my hero talk especially when we get to so many different things but I want to thank you guys um first things first we got also well second things second um i want to give a shout out to two people one the artist known as silver pen my god amazing what a we have brand new artwork that we're displaying if you are subscribed to the lookout which you should be if you're listening to this episode you will see the artwork it's fantastic um we've been working on that for months like months and the, the concept has changed multiple times since then. Yeah, it, it, it came to life and it's 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 amazing the final product is just too incredible like so much love for it so much everything for it so i want to give a shout out to you shout out for the new logo for castle de Niro. Mm-hmm. and we're working on some more stuff we're working on some more stuff man we're we beyond just more projects little podcast it's projects that it's hard to stop you know i've been hearing about <clears throat> um <laughs> A couple more other extracurricular pot, you know, projects yeah, yeah, that we. A lot of fun things, a lot of fun ideas. We're gonna have, we're gonna have to determine what we're gonna talk about next. I so here's 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 what I've been thinking. I've been thinking we haven't done this in a while since the people. Um, I think we haven't had a vote for what we should talk about in quite some time, and I think we yeah. should at least revisit it, even even if we do it once per year. Maybe this is the once per year that we do it. But we have uh, I'm, a vote. I'm all for it. I think I think there's room for you and I to talk about something that neither of us has seen once. Mm. 
because Ooh. You know, some, because at this point we jump into a lot of stuff that we're just generally fans of or it's super popular or whatever the case may be but you know what if we what if we uh let them vote on something that you and i just haven't seen because i know there's wow. stuff out there you know i mean of course stuff yeah start at me? The same time. me hell yeah <laughs> You know, there's there's definitely at least four or five we can put on there. Like we just don't, we haven't checked out. So, wow, I was just gonna put the regs. I was just gonna put the regs. The I know, right? We'll fuck around. Be talking about you. Want to talk about you? You? Hunter Hunter. You know how I go. Talk about you. Want to talk about the Red Ribbon Army? Yeah, yeah. You already know how it goes. But who knows? Maybe that's an interesting concept. That's an interesting concept for us to dive into something new and you know completely. I've been. I watched the first episode of Trigun because Justin loves that yeah. anime. Yeah, he and he's just like, yo, when are you watching Trigun? And in and, and the meanwhile, he's watching Attack on Titan. Yeah, I see that. He's he's falling for it like the rest of us. He's falling for it. It's, it's <laughs> we got another one. Ah, it's easy. Yeah, it's um, easy too. Listen, it's just it's such a great anime, but we'll talk about that more on Titan Time. But yeah, you know what? You might be right. It's something that we've never seen before that maybe people would be interested in. Let's talk about it. Let's uh, let's break out of our shell and and see where it kind of you know throws us because I don't think we're gonna do the, the My Hero series is too long to do a time time <laughs> type of thing <laughs> yeah. for that like twenty two straight weeks nah not gonna happen we just gonna plus I know what happens um but definitely okay all right I'm inspired cool um something else this that's also got be inspired. What's that? The announcement last week. Demon Slayer, Kometsu no Yaiba, <laughs> we Mugen Train, got there. the movie. That's a lot of semicolons, by the way. It is. It is. But we made it. I mean, we were we were kind of uh, waiting to see when they were going to give us the go um, <laughs> and tell us that hey, it's coming to America, and we're finally here. And it looks like we'll get a we'll get a a, a Blu-ray um, at the, around the same time too. So. It's exciting, man. Can I'll be I, in the theaters to see it for sure. Yeah, can we can we share a little a little uh person? I don't, it's not that much of a personal story, but you texted me a tweet that someone sent. What was it? Of someone saying, "There's a it's all but confirmed." Oh but yeah, yeah. The movie, the Demon Slayer, <laughs> the Demon Slayer movie. <laughs> Will be in theaters on April twenty fifth. To which was I said, was "Yeah, <laughs> where is the source?" Top exec, <laughs> top exec. So it's, it was hard to believe it. So yeah, because we so we come from at the Pokemon world, right? You got to understand where gotta the understand. rumors for every game comes from someone's dad friend who works who at Game works Freak. At game Freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always, no matter what. Although Game Freak. And, really does not play that when it comes to leaked information yeah. so but yeah it's just like oh the hoenn region's gonna be in pokemon x and y um we're getting remakes again this summer new et cetera, three et is coming i've heard <laughs> you know <laughs> shit you can't believe but the demon slayer shit was for real shout that guy it was he's at home real. he's at home right now like feet kicked up you know probably smoking a cigar or she, I'm not sure who, who the person is, but they got it right. They got it right. Absolutely. So, Demon Slayer, Kometsu no Yaiba, the movie Mugen Train, will be arriving in North America April 23rd. 
and on digital um june 22nd so if you don't want to wait to give it theaters well or both you know both the film is rated r it it is a rated r film it's a rated r film We've seen the film. We just haven't talked about it, but we've seen it. We have seen it. Um, I actually think they should do that with anime more because a lot of this stuff you'll turn on. I've turned on many Hunter Hunter episodes and it says TV 14 on it. I'm like, all right, well, that's not true. But... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't. Rated R has never it. stopped me from seeing a movie. No, never. <laughs> just never. We're, you know, we're black, whether so. I was 11 or 18. Yeah. We're, um, we're, we're, you know, we're black. Every so now and then we got to get in on that. Yeah, just you know, whatever. So, um, everyone use I guess their their greatest. You know, if you're going to be out in the movie theaters, make sure to first of all make sure you're just socially distant, everything of the sort, to make sure you're safe while you're enjoying this two hour movie. Um, Get vaccinated. I wonder if they do in theaters or drive through. Which would you think? I've never been to a drive through, but I can only imagine that. I guess the theaters are better. I I do I do drive in. I've done a drive in recently. Drive in, yes. Yeah, I I love drive ins personally. This I haven't been to a a theater in a minute. I'm going to. This will be the first movie I go back like to see in a theater for sure. Um, Yeah, I'm going. I want to see it in the theater. Drive-ins are cool, but I also wear glasses, and I don't have them right now, so it kind of makes it worse. I got I to gotta see this thing <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, with that said, we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to everything related to Demon Slayer. So, April 23rd is the date. That's a month from now. Legit, we'll be there. And then we'll do our grand review of the yes. movie. Let's see. What else did we... Oh, the tournament of tournaments we have a conclusion we have a winner to no surprise at all (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean the dark tournament from the get this is the the winner that it should be i think you know just out of respect for the reason why tournaments mean so much in the anime community uh, I think it all leads back to the Dark Tournament. I know there were things still before the Dark Tournament that were important, but as far as having an impact and it being, you know, something special, this is this is really what it is. Now, shocked, shocked, Battle City went as far as it did. Not that it's bad, but I'm I'm just shocked that it got through uh, as much as it, it it did. But to be fair, you know, you go against Fate Zero, you go against Heaven's Arena. I think they had they had a good chance. So. The Battle City Tournament, it's a good tournament. So I the only reason I say that why it made it thus far. Why I'm so su- I'm happy that it made it thus far. I'm surprised, yes, for sure. I am surprised. But because I don't think Yu-Gi-Oh, because of the era that it's in, because of the channel that it's in, it because of everything that was in. Deserves. Especially as an anime. It's never in the top five consideration. It's never in a top twenty consideration. It's not listed as one of the best animes ever. Yeah. Ever. You 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 it. <laughs> When I say you, Jesus, Yu-Gi-Oh is, it's definitely one of those things that were so popular, you couldn't quite put your finger on it unless you could remove yourself from Pokemon at the time fully and like pay attention to what it was actually doing worldwide. And like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, don't let anybody tell you no different, y'all. If you were there, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh cards were bigger than Pokemon cards for a minute in this world. Absolutely. It, it is. It, I mean, you can ask whoever you want. If you grew up with it, you you'll understand that. So I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad that it got where it gets. I think it does deserve 
you know, I, I do think it's better to have his arena. You know, I, I do. I really feel that way. So I wasn't mad at it, but nothing was going to be the dark tournament. I don't think. Let's jump into it. No more fluff. All the stuff. It's Titan time. Are you ready? Yeah. TT. Whew. Oh, oh my God. So today, I mean, obviously we talked about it earlier in the episode, but because of last week and the unfortunate earthquake over in, um, so that is why it got, that is why it got canceled. Yes. So it aired, but the earthquake happened while it was airing. I see. So they preempted the episode. So the episode actually never got to complete. So actually, if you were online last week, and you pretty much searched the Attack on Titan topic. You saw various clips, especially of Aaron piecing up. What's my man's name? <laughs> um, you saw that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I saw that last week. Okay. Um, so but there was no subs. I really didn't know. I just thought maybe they took a week off and they decided to combine the week. But yeah, prayers out to everybody in the earth. But it was, they had another one too the other day. So. Yeah, 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 and and I saw it, and it actually affected. It's 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 interesting. It affected a New Japan show. I've never seen an earthquake during a live pro wrestling show. Wow. Um, but I imagine it's scary. I'm Listen, I imagine an earthquake. Day. An earthquake during an Attack on Titan episode also must be frightening. Yeah, um, could you imagine being locked in to Attack on Titan? And you, man, that'd be crazy. I've been in yeah. a few, so I know. Listen, listen. Shout out to everyone. If anyone was affected in Wakayama, Japan, you yeah, know. Prayers up. This so this week we get the double edition, double dose of Attack on Titan. Episode fourteen, episode fifteen, a, a, a full hour. Is this somehow? Is this a way you would like to formally absorb Attack on Titan in the future? Um, an what, hour in, long, in a, in a, full, a full hour each. Okay, full, full so, hour episode. I'm watching, this is besides, it's not besides the point, it, it has a point, but I'm watching ReZero, uh, Starting Life in Another World. That anime is an hour long, like each episode. Mm. Mm. And at first I was like, mm, that's it's kind of long. And when I say an hour, I mean, you know, it's 48 minutes, something like that. Of course, of course. Um, but I actually do like it. I, I think you get a lot of information. Um, it's not too much. They tell a they kind of split the episodes up in like two or three mini type arcs. It's not really an arc, but I guess like, you know, just different things going on. Obviously in this, this is just two episodes and they split it and, you know, they could have, I guess, put it all in one, but that wasn't the original plan. So, but I would love to have uh, an hour long, you know, what if oh, Dragon Ball Super was like each episode now, 45 minutes for the final season. I'd be like, mm. <laughs> Good luck. I mean, they had one hour long episode of when Goku did the Ultra Instinct thing, but I don't think they had anything other than that. Yeah. Um, if they were in an hour-long episode, I would probably have gone for episode 13 and 14. At more so than 14 and 15. But again, this wasn't part of the plan. We're just legitimately yeah, yeah. like, yo, what if it was an hour long? That'd be cool. Um, That'd be cool. But with that said, we open this episode. I mean, this episode to me, let's talk about episode obviously 14 before we get to 15. Because 15 yes. is a major flashback with a lot of storyline implications. And episode 14 has a lot of current day implications and one of them it's called called savagery so how appropriate because Aaron, come on she's right there the room he walked into the room you see this i'm bleeding i also don't like when they air the final part of last episode as the beginning of the next episode i don't like that either yeah i really don't like that either this man walked in hand bloody you already know what it means 
Keep your hands on the table. Don't move. I got something to say. <laughs> you or got I will transform up in this bitch. And he spilled everything. He did. He spilled how he... They were like... Essentially, how this entire goes on is Mikasa and Armin were trying to figure out from Eren. And this is what they've wanted to figure out the entire time. It's why they went to Commander Zachary's office before Commander Zachary turned into a toaster strudel. Um, yeah. It was... They all they wanted to do was talk to uh, Aaron about the situation that's going on, and they were like, "Listen, how could you? How could you even be in approval of this? Of killing children? Of doing all these things? Of of taking lives? Of not caring about people? Like you're you care about people? Like I've seen you." He was like, "Do I? <laughs> do I?" He's like, but he's like, "You know what I hate? You know what I hate the most? What I found out I hate the most." Slavery. Look, look, time out, time out. Because he he went, he really went left. He didn't he didn't have to take it there, but it's almost like he was ticked off that they tried to tell tell him about himself. Yeah, you know he's Easily. like y'all know what y'all know what I've been through. I don't know why you're trying to tell me how I should feel about killing kids. And so from that he was like, but you know what I don't like? Hmm. <laughs> Matter of fact, let me let me. How tell are you, you gonna say me? How are you gonna tell me? that I'm being controlled when you guys are the one being manipulated. Mm. You're the one being manipulated. He looks at Armin. He says, says, yo. I'm free, bro. (laughs) He's like, freedom, right? He's like, I hate slavery. He's like, look at you, Armin. You ate Bertolt, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) You, You're still thinking like him, aren't you? First of all, it was completely Aaron's... Tall is because of Aaron. I mean, yeah, um, but we know that. But still, he doesn't care. He's like, I'm gonna use it against him anyways. He says, "You got Bertel's memories. That's why you visiting Annie, huh?" Weirdo. You think I didn't know? I heard. I heard you miss her. Do you really miss Annie or this Bertel? You have his memories. You have all these other things. I heard you. You know. And he's like, Armin's like, "What do you?" And then he turns to Mikasa, and this is the most savage part. Oh uh, yeah, this is this really broke my heart. This was kind of my um. Like, my alliance to Aaron, considering he was the original, you know, protagonist, so obviously we're connected to him, you know, we're tied to him emotionally. But this, like, cut that string. I think probably for a lot of people, it's... Mikusa is the one character I feel like we've all protected, just Mm -hmm. off the fact that she is a protector herself. So we naturally care for the character, so to have him absolutely uh, destroy any kind of love or like you know compassion that he had for her if any apparently he never did um which is what he confirmed he says this and this is word specifically this is verbatim he says that ackermans were intentionally designed to protect eldia's king he's like you don't re- you don't even have a like you were built this way you don't have any real actual feelings or desires or things of your own you were just designed to protect people he's like listen Back then, faced with life or death situation, you heard my order to fight, and guess what? You fight. When I told you to jump, you jumped. And then your instincts woke within you, and <clears throat> everything of the rather, and he's just really just laying it down and telling her about herself, and telling yeah. her about these things that she hasn't really, truly, fully, um, I think, really fully realized about this entire situation. She's been getting these headaches, but she hasn't known why. Mm-hmm. She's been getting these... Um, Every time Aaron is threatened, she jumps into the situation no matter what. Whether she agrees with it or not, we saw it a couple episodes ago in episode seven or she episode six. But in this one, yeah, 
and and oh yeah without, she even, without even thinking bro like i mean we're about to get into it but in this conversation <clears throat> armin loses his mind a little bit and he's like all right you said enough bro because it was one of those you can say whatever you want about me but don't disrespect the one person one person mikasa literally from the beginning and he got up to make a move and Mika beat his nigga ass real quick and she didn't even know what she was doing <laughs> she just did it out of just and it honestly it, it proved aaron's point let's just be real and he's just like, first of all, shout out to to Gabi who's watching all of this. Doesn't know. I mean, she doesn't have a word in this entire situation, but still, it's got to be pretty. Quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's still got to be pretty uh, triggering to watch all of this, nonetheless. But we see. I mean, this entire, like you said, the entire thing angers Armin, and he leaps over the table. Shout out to him, not walking over, but leaping over the table. And then, similar to the Ackerman instincts which apparently gets powers awakened when you're trying to protect someone and also you get headaches if you're trying to resist being forced to protect them. Um, she comes up, hammerlock, <laughs> real quick, <laughs> wristlock. Um, Armin's on the table, doesn't even realize it. She doesn't even realize it, and she's just like, wow. This man, Aaron, see, I told you. Anchorman boy. <laughs> just like that. Luckily, Armin gets up once again and is just like, yo, I'm dubbing. Like, fuck this. Fuck this entirely. Leaps over the table, punches. It gets one good punches, punch. Um, and that was it. The fight between, the fight between Armin and, and Aaron, <clears throat> I think it's something that happens, I guess, in like, as you grow up. Well, nah, it's not my best Not like this, bro. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I'm <laughs> scrap. My best friend's like this. They're not even fighting, um, bro. It just, it just. <laughs> This is one guy getting beat up. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a showdown episode, Eric. It's gonna be like five minutes long. <laughs> you gonna I'm do a showdown episode this. of this fight? This <laughs> is gonna be this. <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> um, but like this ass out cold, boy. You know when you fall Listen. on your. On, you know when you fall flat. You know it just mm -hmm. like neck to one side. That's how you know you really got it. I don't like how they animated this because they really. <laughs> They went Glass in everywhere. first person, first person view of this man piecing up Armin. It was, it was, it was almost as if you were POV. punching Armin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they wanted you to feel. And also, I feel like this series does a great job. Here's how I feel about anime. Anime does a great job producing non-realistic fights. But when it comes to incredibly realistic fights, how do you feel like they do like like a fight that you would see in person if there was yes. one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I, it's brilliant. I think they show they, they don't overly do it because when you hear the punches and then they shift the camera back to the actual person who's been getting fucked up, I'll be like, oh, that's how I expect this person to look after getting hit that many times. It's never like <laughs> out of the ordinary. Like it looks realistic. I mean, as far as a cart, you know, an anime is concerned. I don't know. It just it, it's a part of me that's just like, uh... this place is all swollen, bro. Be strong, this is not be how be fights strong, work. Bro. I've seen fights in real life. Like this is not how fights work. <laughs> this isn't. But they be hitting. Like, they be hitting with with no shame. They don't miss punches in real life. You know, niggas throw like twenty punches. Maybe like twelve of them hit. You know, he got a knee in. <laughs> he did get a knee in. He did get a knee in. Which which tells you exactly what you need to know about Aaron. Man, he just wanted to beat him up a little bit. Listen, he doesn't care. He's he's void of um of any feelings anymore because he's so much more he's like yo i'm purposeful we're moving forward as he said in this entire thing so the entire conflict between aaron and, and mikasa and armin the well the the 
what they wanted to talk about ended up coming out completely wrong and now they've been captured and all this type of shit like that so it, that was the first part of this episode and then there's a little bit more action we talk they talk about it all later after the fact flock and hanji them return to shiri I, I forgot the name of the city but it starts with shiri and they return and we see <laughs> we see commander keith shotties who's just like yo we gotta learn how to fight titans it looks like we might have to fight a titan or two a beast titan an attack titan i watched all the first three seasons of attack on titan here's how it's gonna go <laughs> you you're gonna go for the name but you also need a couple of thunder spears you you might have to sacrifice yourself but you need to cut off the legs i've watched I've watched um, Levi's tape over and over. Who's the best swordsman around here? To which no, Flock shows up and is like, <laughs> Flock says, party over, old man. <laughs> the commander, he's a tough old bastard. He's a tough old bird. My yes, man's just yeah. like pretty much, he's like, listen, you ass wipes couldn't piece me up a day in your life. Like, okay. you couldn't do it. <laughs> and you think that you can just kind of get off with words and stuff like that. And Flock just says, you know what? I'm gonna prove everything to you. Anyone here who wants to live, beat up this guy. <laughs> you would have saw me in there. Shit. <laughs> At that point. Shit. All right, I'm, I'm um, beat this man up then. Listen, wow. we're about to we about to be attacked on all angles. We got the power of the Titans with us. Y'all don't have no Titans to y'all name. This guy is telling you about how y'all gonna have to fight Titans and then gonna have to fight the world too. If you wanna live, just come with me. And you know I, what? I would have reacted the same way. The funniest scene. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yo, if you would have lived, beat him up. And there's like soldiers, obviously, who step up. <laughs> and then they cut the like, scene. You <laughs> <laughs> see angry faces then, like, okay. He's like, this man's bloody, dead, um, <laughs> completely turned upside down. It's like they um, didn't want us to see this, you know? They beat his ass. They beat this man up. This was, I don't know if it was intentionally meant to be hilarious, <laughs> but it was. I, like I don't know why. They, yeah, I, I do feel like Mob would be drawing it up, like, you know, just, just to get a good laugh, even though it's super serious right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if it's intention to be hilarious, but I think at this point, over four seasons of people randomly dying with various reasons or attempts that we just find humor in it, especially someone who says, like, None of these people could fight me, could hold their own in a fight, and they completely whoop his ass. <laughs> uh, beating up old people. Okay. Um, let's get to the second part of this episode, the crux of this episode, and it is a fight between Levi and um Zeke. Yeah, yeah, man. We finally see a little bit of resistance. We finally see kind of what everyone's talking about, and they they find out during this period, I mean Zeke and and Aaron, they find out during this period that every I mean, sorry, Zeke and Levi find out that, you know, everything has been taken over and people have been captured and people are looking for things. And there is, you know, Levi's kind of very mad himself that he's like, yo, not only did we not kill this Titan, but we didn't kill the other Titan. So I'm pretty pissed just in general. Um, and then <laughs> and then Zeke runs away. <laughs> and Finally, like, what is he doing? He runs away and lets out a scream, and we find out. Oh, I mean, they man. find out heavily. 
in the worst way possible when Levi's entire team, the new team that he assembled, this is a new team from the season one team. He's got a bunch of new friends he's become acquainted with. We don't know over them the like last. That. No, we don't know them, but I'm assuming last four years of <laughs> of of peace on parody, they've gotten to know each other. Yeah, he knows these are the quips. That's over. He knows they like wine. <laughs> um. But Zeke lets out the scream and they all turn into Titans and it's fucking, it's the saddest shit. It and and it's really more so a nightmare more than anything. Yeah. I think yeah. the fact that he's seeing his entire force of people who just turn into Titans and now the people that who he was helping protect, now he has to turn against and actually kill them. It fuels Levi. And maybe it's the part of the Ackerman thing. I think this episode we see a lot of the Ackerman sort of uh, instincts kind of kick in because not only does he decide, all right, I kind of have to protect everyone no choice i really gotta he's got no choice but he really goes in yeah i have to kill all of them right here right now what would have been the perfect soundtrack for this because they they throw in some like fort minor shit like (laughs) yeah well considering they didn't really let us see it i guess um he just came back all bloodied up before he got back to zeke but um, I guess if there was something you could put Some on Chief there. Key. Yeah, it's got to be something. Freeway flip side. Wow. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> they could have played, like, like, uh, like... They could have played, like, Beanie Single, Fill It in the Air. You know what I'm saying? Something mm. cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm he has this flashback i'm watching now he's like wine why would you bring wine on a mission and he's just like yo this is the only thing we get to drink man yeah. like this is the only thing we get to do and everyone's spinal fluid levi is completely i think he holds in very strong regard his record against zeke because to go up against it's got to be against 20 titans Man is falling within the Titans. All their mouths are opening, and he kills them. You don't even got a gun. Like don't he just got. Gun, I don't think he even uses thunder spears. No, I he's think he's just got. All... Nah, bro. He's a he's a he's yeah. just a master class swordsman. Swordsman, just a swordsman. Either way, um, Zeke is getting away using the Titans, and then he sees that Levi's back on his tail, and he can't believe it, and he turns into a Titan. He grabs one of the female of those those Titans, cuts her head off, and hopes to throw it at them, and still gets bodied. Still I think Levi, bodied. 100%, he realizes his record against Zeke. He realizes how unblemished it is, and he takes pride in that he's he able to really take down this man. And any, every anytime he wants. Time. Anytime. Anytime. I actually um, find it crazy that him. Zeke thought that I mean, I'm I'm surprised Zeke thought that his whatever plan that he had at that moment to get away or whatever t- try to turn the tides. It, I'm surprised he thought that shit would work against someone like Levi because he knows first, you know, no matter what. But everything has worked kind of thus far. I mean, everything has worked thus far. It, he, he was himself lent, in he a was pretty bad in. situation. I think he no. I think he. I think this was 100 percent planned out. He knew that his spinal fluid wasn't wouldn't um affecting Ackerman. He has Mikasa sort of captured. He has Levi. I think a major part of his plan was how the hell do I stop Levi? That that was a major thing in like, I'm the I'm a Titan of royal blood. Levi has bodied me several times before in the past. I need to make sure that Levi is out of the picture before I do anything. And I think that was a major part of his plan. 
And I think this entire thing with the spinal fluid was meant to stop Levi. I legit think so. One person. I mean, it's also like insurance policy is like, yo, I could turn them Titans anytime I want if I want to just like, if if I just want to. But I think this entire plan, the can't force everything of the rather making sure all the MPs drink the spinal fluid wine was absolutely to make sure that uh, that Levi was taken out of the picture because he sends 20 Titans. I mean, it's 20 Titans. Yeah, 20, after yeah, 20 of them. That's a lot and of Titans they, they, they still, to kill. And they're his homies. And he kills them anyway. <laughs> and he kills them anyway. Because he, he has to. He has to. No it's his responsibility. Um, he captures Zeke. Puts a first of all the most gruesome ending to an episode. Man, oh, dude. he is pissed when he when he cut his feet off, like half of his feet. Oh, and keeps it, cutting bro. his feet because he's pissed. He's, no, he's pissed. He's, he's yeah, he's irritated. At this point, he realized the whole Aaron thing. Yo, Aaron is taking over the thing. I should have killed him before. Zeke has done this to me. I should have killed him before. I'm pissed. He's cutting off his legs multiple times, cutting off his feet multiple times. He's got a um, thunder spear uh, thrown, you know, jabbed into his his thing. Just so it's like, yo, in case I got to, if you say anything or try to escape, <laughs> yeah. you will get blown up. Um, This all leads to, I guess, this coming of death moment. <laughs> like staring truly death in the face. Leads to a full episode of a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> Major. I it's mean, like it would, it would seeing make me your life before your too. eyes. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say it made me have a flashback too. It, it's seeing your life before your eyes, and that prompts what happens in episode 15. Because episode 15, I think it's an interesting way to kind of end a season because it is essentially we're one episode away from the end of the season. The end of the season is next week, right? But it you do an entire feel... episode, kind of. But I mean, I, I don't know what happens in the next episode. I know you've you've read it, um, but it does feel it feels like it, it's a slow turn to this you know this first half. But I, again, I don't know what happens this next one. Sure. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, it's a slow burn. I I would assume something major happens. I kind of know what happens, but I always forget. But I'm sure if I read it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happens. Um, But we get a look back at Zeke's life and kind of what made him this entire way. And you kind of really get the I mean, season four is all about perspective. You get the different perspective from now Zeke instead of season three. I think we got the perspective of Aaron and Zeke's dad. Mm -hmm. Um, And we get the perspective of what happened to him as a kid. His sister died, and they were killed by Marleyans, um, eaten by dogs. Mm. And that's kind of what prompted his whole revolutionist. And that's why he became the restorationist. And that's why he chose, you know, thing and how he married Dina and how she was, you know, family of royal blood, all this other stuff, all the rather. And you get really from his perspective, but now we get all we see from that perspective is that Zeke snitched. <laughs> that's it. That's all we, that was the answer. You've how, known how as a big snitch. Oh, this is how. Oh yes, this entire episode built up from him meeting what's his name, Mister Kasava. Kasava. Oh, uh, damn, I was saying it in perfect Japanese too earlier. 
You sure were. You sure were. You should have heard him during our watchback of this episode. You would have been. You would have been proud, ladies I like and gentlemen. It, man. I like it. I'm gonna learn. He says, though, my beast titan isn't helpful in war. Either way, Zeke meets this person, part of the Marleyan army, and he discovers that his, his name is Tom Casaver. There Kasaver, you go. Casaver, yeah, yeah. Um, he meets this guy. They have this kind of, they share this bond over, you know, baseball, throwing the baseball, him catching it. And, you know, it opens up a lot. I think Zeke does consider him a father figure at some point, especially when he snitch on his father. <laughs> you <way>. better. Um, <laughs> I mean, who's left now? But, but essentially, um, we get this entire backstory in terms of just, let's talk about my favorite parts of it. Uh, I like kind of the bond between Mr. Kasaver and, and Zeke. I understand it. I understand where you're coming from, kind of a father figure. He's the one who pretty much says, like, yo, if you want to live, this is not the way. Like, being a restorationist is not the way because yeah. you will die soon. There's no, like, we talked about it, it was like, no yo, it's kind of similar to like <laughs> scamming. It's like, yo, there's no happy ending. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not gonna you either stop early or, or you're you get cooked. caught. Yeah. You know? So. He goes through this entire thing. You see the backstory of him training. You see the backstory of all this other stuff. Um, you see his ascension from being a terrible warrior candidate to being a fruitful warrior candidate that inherits the Beast Titan. And you really get the true backstory to Zeke's life that we never really got before. And kind of what made him what it is. And did it make you any more sympathetic to how he is in this situation? Especially when he's like, yo... He he seems like he wants to stop the Titans. Yeah. Like, wants to stop. He wants to end this kind of despair. He wants to end the suffering. He wants to end everything. Um, how did you feel, necessarily? I mean... About him wanting to just end everything? About the, about the entire episode. About kind of like, you know... About just zeke's perspective on everything did it make you more sympathetic to him uh yeah i think that's how i even get through a lot of aaron stuff understanding where he came from uh you know basically seeing the way seeing the reason why someone is the way they are obviously if you're human you should have some type of sympathy just naturally right because you know you just you're like oh okay i see why this person (laughs) has completely exploded or is just weird to or weird to just (laughs) I don't, in, in no way do I um, relate to Aaron, but I can look at his past now that we're in season four and understand where he is. And I think that was the point of them showing Zeke at such an early age, uh, getting to see the type of kid he was. He was just a, he was just a kid, you know, and he had a bunch of things forced upon him that turned him into the person he is today. So I guess I have some sympathy for him in that regard, but, you know, there's still that fine line between all the awful things that he had to do to get there. So it's weird. It's a double-edged sword. I think one of the major things we also see in this episode is the conversation between Zeke and Aaron and kind of, it shows us a perspective of like, maybe, maybe it's not all Zeke controlling Aaron. Sure, yeah. Like everyone seems to be every everyone seems to be from the perspective that this is Zeke's plan and that Zeke was the one 
who control Aaron. And if it wasn't, I mean, this is the entire thing that sort of Yelena speaking, mm-hmm. um, that, and and this is what Aaron kind of says in the last episode. He's like, yo, no one's controlling me. This is all my doing. We get the perspective from them talking and everyone's under the assumption that it's Zeke's plan is like, he somehow brainwashed Aaron because yeah. Aaron would never do this, but how do they it's not truly think Aaron would never, I mean, Dude, you just because they don't see what he see, they don't see what he sees, and they've never experienced what he experienced. But they have to at least be able to try to find a way to understand, considering everything that has happened, stuff that they don't know. Because there's there's been plenty of moments where they run into a situation that they don't have enough information on to act. And you know, I get I get it. It's Aaron, and they've had so many battles for him with him, but. I don't know, man. The, the, the man has changed. I feel like on the outside looking in, we're like, how can you not see that this dude is completely broken and gone? He's not the same I mean, person. he is. He is to an extent. But I do think that they 100% believe that impetus to this is all Zeke's doing. Because Zeke got in his brain somehow. And all this other stuff. But I don't think they see because Aaron hasn't really shared and he hasn't really told them all about this. Of all the memories that he's seen and everything that he's affected and all the time that he's traveled, apparently um to see what's going to go on in his life and if there, if there's truly freedom for Eldians mm-hmm. he says in this episode there's no greater salvation than never being born into this world and i think that's how he sees the future of the Eldians he says i'll do it i'll put an end to 2000 years of titan domination mm. and bars it's it takes zeke aback a bit and he's like whoa and then he agrees with it. And they realize for the first time, these brothers are on the same page, even though they've been on opposite sides of this war for some time. They're finally on the same page about what's going on. And then the final scene of this episode, we bounce back into real life. And Z- it looks like Levi's about to pretty much deal the final blow or something along those lines. And he escapes. He escapes. Zeke. Again. <laughs> Zeke blows up. Well, not necessarily escape, but he blows up the. He blows up the thing, and poor Levi when goes. Flying. Poor horse. Or the horse. <laughs> you get to see the horse just caught on fire for like point five. They seconds. didn't need to show that. They did not. But they did. I did not need that. But you know the magnitude. They gotta. They gotta let us know about the magnitude of the explosion, and that's how they show it. <laughs> Absolutely. So we get the. Fi- we're getting the final episode of attack on sign final season part one they haven't formally announced that there'll be a part two but come on we know we know how this works um anything you would like to see happen anything that you think is going to happen um i do i I gotta assume that there's some more major deaths coming uh outside of characters that have been there for four years but we weren't there to see them um i do want to see uh, Levi actually kill this motherfucker? That'd be nice. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if we ever get to see that deal, but um, also, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting more close and close to just Aaron may need to be taken out. Dude. They're telling a great story. Because every time he walks in somewhere, I'm bleeding. So don't try anything crazy. <laughs> it's like going into Kroger or something like I'm bleeding. I want my sandwich for free. <laughs> you know, like he goes in bleeding anywhere just in case. And it's like, this dude right. is out of his fucking mind. He may, ha- he may have to go. No, nah, absolutely. He may have to go. I, this absolutely. is coming from someone who does not know what happens in the manga. So 
I'm looking forward to it. But until then, but until then, even though we've given you this long kind of thing, we also got My Hero Academia to talk about. So we we're are wrapping up season four of My Hero Academia, and you guys can listen to that up next. Let's finish up My Hero Academia season four. Yeah, man, let's do it. Uh, some of my favorite stuff. I, I thought it was so weird that we actually got this piece of like material after such like a big moment <laughs> with mm. overhaul and Deku. Like you would think they would just like kind of stop everything at that moment, but it's cool that we still get you know a nice chunk of like episodes afterwards. I agree. I think it's they like to keep the action in some places, then the dialogue and development in other places, and yeah. then I think they like to sandwich it a little bit, or sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's like in the middle. Actually, I don't know how they're. Well, you know, any any other anime would have stopped it right there. You know, <laughs> like, right, right, right. It would have been an eleven episode season. <laughs> you know, this it. is the arc. Um, <laughs> see you guys next year. <laughs> yeah, next but year. I, I respect it honestly. It, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's risky too, low key. You know, at least when you're trying to tell a story. But they have so much content; it it works out, and the season still ends really cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, season four of My Hero Academia. We're in the second part of this. I say second part as mean the non-overhaul part, the post-rock yeah. lock era. If we're talking <laughs> right. um, everything. Um, but overall, what's our thoughts on kind of how they capped off the season with this back-to-back? We have the provisional license remedial class. We have the the UA school festival arc. And then we have the pro hero arc, which actually is not completed. Um, if you read the manga yeah, or if you're right. familiar with any of the things in season five, it's actually not completed, <laughs> um, believe it or not. But three arcs, maybe four if you want to squeeze another one. Um Within the span, how do you feel like the season ended compared to like other seasons of the show? Well, <clears throat> let's be real. I the la- okay the final episode of season four, I watched while texting you. I re- I remember because the mm-hmm. episode was. I mean, it's one of my favorite my hero episodes. Period. But uh, the school festival is one of the best, like sub arc. Like it, it's so good. It's so good. And I know you love like Gentle Criminal and, and La Brava and all that good stuff. But I like I mean, the concert in general. Was, you like the concert? <laughs> yeah, that shit was hard, bro. Like, it's like things you never got to do in school yourself. You know, we never had cool shit like that. So I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, everybody gets a everybody, everybody gets a turn in this season. Yeah. Some, yeah from really one cool. reason or another. But yeah, um, I'm not a fan of the, I guess, I like the performance. I don't like to build up to it. I don't like the just anything <laughs> you don't like of the it. Of the, of the, uh, nah, not really. Not really. Deku, go um, get some some strings. Yeah, some strings. Let's do this. Let's use my quirk. Deku, you can't dance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, all right. So let's start off. The second half of the season starts off very, very spicy. After this, uh, after Overhaul gets his arms took, um, it starts off with. Actually, this part takes place while they're doing the overhaul thing. So it's a little bit of a time-lapsed sort of thing where Gran Torino is out in the woods with the cops. <laughs> and they're trying to find Kurigiri, yeah. who's in the woods. They've been hearing spottings of, like, Kira, like, oh, my God, there's definitely that fucking... What do you call it? I don't even know how you describe him. How do you describe him? (laughs) Purple, grape-flavored smoke? A ghastly has in the... Somebody smoking in the woods. We see, we can tell. Does he leave a a scent? I don't think so. (laughs) I think there's a ghastly in the woods. Like, this is... I've been spotting some some grape-flavored ghost warp 
criminal in the woods wearing a very debonair suit, <laughs> if I might say myself. It's kind of hard to miss, I would say. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we've seen Spider-Man in the woods. Let's do it. So um, the the setup for this is that Kirigiri during this time, which is why he's not seen during you know the overhaul arc at any point, um, Kurigiri says, all for one left the power that if he should ever be captured or arrested or killed or anything, um, you can utilize this power, the, you know, and so he was tasked essentially to go find this power in the woods. And that power is none other than Gigantomachia. Yeah. Now, Gigantomachia, without spoiling too much, we have already seen him in this arc in another form. Really but it now? just has not been revealed as of yet. Really? Um, yes, we have. We actually have. Uh, but Gigantomachia was a bodyguard for All for One back in the day. Um, he debuted very quickly in season, in the second season. I had to look it up myself in the My Hero, My Hero Academia fandom page. Um, very quickly, he debuts post-stain killing when they, like, you look at, um, you see the first look at Toga and the first okay. look at Dobby. He's like, you see like a glimpse of him, like a, you know, a very okay. short glimpse. Um, I'll say this. They have a hard time essentially grabbing Kirigiri because they have to fight Gigantomachia. Mm-hmm. They manage to escape with the skin of their teeth, the freshest of lives. You know, the, uh, Gran Torino's carrying Kirigiri and the cop who are both like bloody at the <laughs> same time. And he's just like escaping. He's like, yo, we had to escape. We just, we had to get Kirigiri at, at the risk of like, fighting Gigantomachia, but I will say this. Because we're previewing season five, which debuts on this Friday. Ugh, or crazy, Saturday. Crazy. Um Gigantomachia will be in season five. Isn't season five? Confirmed. He's in season five. One hundred percent confirmed. Okay. He is a very what pivotal a part of season five. Listen. <laughs> names, if you're man. gonna name something that's supposed to be terrifying. Gigantomachia. I don't want to fight that shit. Best man. genus. Best Gang genius. Orca. We're going to talk about Best Genius. I've seen a picture of Best Genius recently, and I have so many questions for you. Can we do a little? Can I do a little spoiler <laughs> thing at the end? Because I you really can. do want to talk. <laughs> you can, because the fit looks incredible. But yeah, we're going to do a little spoiler thing at the end, and then um, I'll be able to get it out, gush it out. I, yeah, at this point, yeah. I don't care if you've read or not. It's, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I'm, I, I still rock even with spoilers. Okay, so just for the, the, the manga gang to look forward to, if you don't listen to the War Report, but otherwise, you can listen to this as well. Um, okay, let's start with the provisional license remedial classes with Bakugo yes, and Todoroki yes. and the rest of the losers. Um, <laughs> how do we feel about this arc? I thought it was a... <laughs> I thought the most pivotal part of this arc was not the kids part. <laughs> like, no. at all. I mean, <clears throat> I don't really consider it like a, a cool-down situation, but I feel like they're still trying to tell the more serious side with, you know, uh, La Brava and, and like all that stuff is still, it, it still matters, mm-hmm. but they want to make sure that they're slowing it down quite a bit because the overall shit was a lot to grasp all in all. So I don't, I don't think they wanted to, it's crazy that they didn't want to end it on that note, right. but uh, there were still things to be told. And I, I think they did it well by fusing some, filler with another arc of that's kind of important some more action 
so I think generally in terms of storyline paces and things, especially when you have these, when the season is bookended by two very high, very intense moments, right. you definitely do want to slow it down so <clears throat> you can make that second moment feel important. So Absolutely. you aren't like, you aren't taking that big gasp at the beginning and your breath left to take another gasp when something else happens. You're like, okay, I can breathe a little bit. I can grab a drink. I can think, and then suddenly, episode eighty-one. Oh shit! You know, high-end no mood, special grade no mood, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. Um, because I mean, they had the option to do what they wanted as far as finishing the season. I mean, the manga was already written out, so they could have definitely ended it there. And but then we would have started season five with like, you know, no, they the, the, these are consistently twenty-two something episode seasons. They know, yeah, 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 they know their bread and butter. I don't think they're gonna do it in eleven episode season again. I hope not, at least, because it just doesn't, so. it wouldn't just feel right. Probably too much. Um, so I think in this arc overall, Bakugo and Todoroki learns about how they can inspire and kind of learn, kind of how to take their own personal situations and kind of put it aside once you have people or kids rather that look up to you and and we also see that kids are like incredibly strong it it's it's kind of a reminder that as generations pass quirks become very much so stronger because these kids could have whooped their ass i, I fully believe easily that. um straight up but um and you and you get a, a lot of look at um homeboy from you know the other schools i forgot the names to be honest with you when we reached this part i had no intention of talking about cammy and the wind guy and all this other stuff like that no wind guy you don't like he's cool he's cool he's cool um he is cool he is cool he would have worked if he was like an original classmate he'd probably be super popular i think so as well with like fans um but my the most important part of this to me is the endeavor in all my conversation that's just my I love the little pieces of development when they do that kind of shit like that. I love that type of shit. That whole, like, you know, Endeavor shows up randomly. Since when does the number one hero show up to remedial class? He's <laughs> like, oh, guess it's his dad. It's like um, Bron showing up to, like, practice, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, or Bron I showing up to, time. like, Bronny's, like, um, <laughs> uh, physical therapy. Yeah, I like his <laughs> What if he just, you know how like our parents used to come have lunch with us? Yeah. You know, what if he just showed up and like, I'm just here to have lunch. And he has like a lunch. Or he like brings McDonald's to your school. He's like, yo, I brought you lunch. Yeah, today. something weird. Like what? LeBron eats McDonald's? You know? <laughs> it's going to be something like that. So yeah, if I, if I had, uh, if I seen All Might and, and, you know, Endeavor just randomly chatting it up. Who doesn't, I mean, who, who doesn't want to experience that? So an interesting thing is, and I'll say this because it also may happen in season five. I'm doing plenty of season five previews on this thing. Very. This is good because you've been talking up season five for so listen, long to me. So this is very soft spoilers for season five. I hope it's not in season six and it screws me, but I'm, I feel like I it's know, right? in season five. Um, so originally in this sort of situations, um, Eraserhead, Aizawa would take them, but he's not here. He's at the police station. That becomes very important. Actually, is it? Is it? Am I getting the timing right? He might. He might. He might. He might. Either way, season five preview. Aizawa talks to the cops. This is a very, very, very important uh, moment in this, uh, in the build up to this thing. Very important moment. 
<clears throat> um, but with that said, I find it very interesting that the day that All Might shows up to take the kids, I don't think he's normally supposed to take them, but he is. And Deborah shows up and he's like, mm, All Might, we need to talk. And we and we saw the the vigor and the intensity and the anger the last time these two bumped into each other in season two. Yeah. There's like, um, I think there's respect there, but it's and it's actually hard not to watch it and look at them as enemies because they're not enemies. No, but it's like they're not at all. But it's weird because they want you to view it as a rivalry. Rivalry, you know. So it, that show does this a lot, though. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, Deku and and uh, and uh, Bakugo. You know, it, it, it they do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, should I should I like this character even though they're all good guys? You know. <laughs> so I think it is. It's a nice touch. Uh, the conversation is obviously extremely important, you know, for us to have just as fans. I mean, this is one of the first times we really get to see them converse. Did they talk again before this? I mean, you know, as far as a real conversation. Not really, no. They haven't really talked since All Might lost his power in season three. Yeah. Um, So this is their first meeting. They don't don't see each other very often, to be honest with you. I mean, even season two, we had that, you know, where All Might's like, Endeavor! And he like does a jump and flips down the fucking steps like an acrobat and shit right. like that. He's like, long time no see. So they don't really see yeah. each other very often. But when they do, I guess it's a very pivotal moment, especially an exchange between Hero 1 and Hero 2. Um, where Hero 2 wants to strive for to be the number one hero, but knows that he can't reach that. And now you have right. the situation where um, All Might has formally, I guess, stepped down as a hero because he lost his powers and Endeavor assumes the role as number one kind of by default and it's bugging him, but he understands. This is where I kind of, I'm, I'm still trying to, un- you think he wanted some type of closure? I, I, it's weird you didn't see what he was looking because for? I do feel like they're missing a link between when they flip the switch on Endeavor being like mm-hmm. aggro to suddenly being like, caring and maybe it was the all might thing and seeing the mortality of the entire situation and seeing kind of understanding the responsibility that he has now to save society that made him softer if if that was it you're right they kind of did smooth over like we wouldn't know if that was yeah i was just like wait why is he so caring now like he (laughs) was he chill yeah because just a couple things you know just a couple seasons ago he was like um you know, you have to be the top hero, Shoto. Like, you have to. And I think the only other, you know, interaction between Shoto and, 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 and Endeavor is, um, you know, stay in arc where they're working on the same thing. And I think they just want to train. They're both coming to an understanding on how they want to treat this relationship. But Endeavor is certainly, the fires have cooled down. The intense flames yeah. have definitely te- tapered off in a set you don't know you don't really know when that happened right i mean you can kind of make your own assumption but yeah there, there's no indication of i get it this is what i have to do right. you know i need to chill the fuck right. out i think the last time we see him he's just mad that this is how he became number one um but endeavor acts all might he's like listen how do i become the symbol of peace and all might tells him that listen you need to walk in your own path the symbol of peace that I constructed was one that was upon my own journey. And hopefully they do the OVA or the origin story or et cetera, et cetera. Um, one that he had to create on his own. 
and you're going to have to form and you're going to have to take those steps. You can't walk in my footprints, just different sizes of feet or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. That's that's crazy. He's basically told Deku the same. Shit. Yeah. But he is. <laughs> like, it, it, he's right, though. Not everything fits the same. If, if Deku tries to be All Might, it just doesn't work out. First of all, Deku, his body is not the same as we've All seen Might. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've it's seen just it. a completely different journey. And he lets Endeavor know that because Endeavor is very concerned about society. He's like, yo, you've seen how society's crumbling. The villains, with your absence, the villains are really, you know, showing up and showing out as, you know, shown by the Endeavor arc and all this other stuff like that, League of Villains, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so he's trying to figure out how does he step into the limelight and how does he become trusted by the citizens who frankly don't trust him. He's like, yo, Endeavor, number one hero, you trust that guy? He scowls at children. You know what I'm saying? Here's yeah, here's where I love it because the conversation's not about power. Right. I, I like that Endeavor's whole issue is how do I get how can I become relatable to these people? Yeah. You know, like I have what it takes to be the number one hero from a from a power standpoint. I don't it's not an issue. I need to know how I can make these people happy with everything that I do. Um, which is why I was so intrigued with the conversation. Um, because usually those type of talks, you know, they're they're more He's not questioning how strong he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not. Que- he's not really even comparing himself to All Might in that sense. It's. It's just. Hey, I need to get these people on my side. I need my approval rating higher. Please let me know what I got to do to get these people on my side. And and yeah, All Might was basically like, man, you, know, I, you can't be like me, man. Nobody can be like me. You got to be Endeavor. <laughs> you got <laughs> All Might. You feel me? Yeah, like, we're we're two different people. We're just different people. I wouldn't want a charismatic endeavor anyway. So. No, no. I mean, we see that <laughs> towards the end. Of the, we see that towards the end of the arc, anyway. I mean, yeah, you know, he throws. He has a moment. Um, but after this whole entire day is over, I guess the day is over. Endeavor walks to his son and says, "I'm proud of you," and all. He says he's trying to be a hero and trying to be a man that Todoroki Shoto can be proud of. And you know, it's a. This is the story that begins to transform the narrative surrounding Endeavor. Um, because you kind of see the quest, You, especially in season two, you see what power can do to a person and or what lack of power can do to a person that can drive them to certain things. And it's actually kind of relatable to a villain in a sense, because we're going to talk about yeah. that in a little bit. But it's relatable to a villain. That's why kind of heroes and villains, they aren't really too different in terms of their um motivations especially if it's power or it's because of redemption or certain stories similar to that um but it really tries to change the narrative of endeavor because he's now seeing like okay well i gotta be a better father i gotta be a better person i gotta be it's literally full circle for him dog there is no being the number one hero without getting your personal life together Mm. i feel like that's what he noticed he's like i can't have things fucked up at home with my family and then go save lives properly. Right. He really did have to, that had to click for him. I'm, I'm still trying to look for the moment. I need the kind of moment where it kind of all turned for Endeavor. Because from here on out, you see the the Endeavor that you knew from the earlier seasons. um, You see glimpses of it, but he's definitely a lot softer around the edges. You know what I'm saying? And that goes for, Season five preview. He's gonna be very so softer around the edges. I think like his stuff with with Hawks kind of kind of 
you think that did something to him as well? Um, because I don't know. He did seem uninterested in the conversation with Hawks, although Hawks clearly is trying to help. Let's him. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, okay, we'll get. To May that. have to do another season five preview for that. Um, let's uh, but you know, the father son relationship that they had, they're trying to change it. I think. Shoto even sees that Endeavor is trying to be a different person. Will he accept it? Should he accept it? I wouldn't accept it right then and there. No, not not right then and there. I've seen too much. You know what I'm saying? I think everything, everybody has seen too much. You, we need more action. We need more, you know. I, I need more to prove that. And and kind of like to forgive these flaws. It's very interesting. That's why I say this show is such a social show. It's it's less about superheroes and powers, and it's a lot about society and these social interactions between people, mm-hmm. um, because they just it it wh- how do you get forgive someone <laughs> that has done so wrong in your past, but someone who is willing to um, atone for the things that they've done and willing to hopefully forget, hopefully apologize, and willing to hopefully put all of that aside to become a family again like how do you treat that especially considering you know how affected your mother was right right? so i feel like listen it's deeper than rap you know what i'm saying (laughs) it is way it's way deeper than like me against my son or me against my daughter like to them they're they're probably you know more worried about their mother than themselves Mm -hmm. so I don't. I don't know. I feel like even this. I haven't. Obviously, I don't know too much about season five, but I think there's even more to it. I don't think it was a hundred percent. I forgive you or anything no. like that. I, I think a lot of it still is going to take more time. But <clears throat> I love that they have kind of started the. It's weird. I, it's a face turn, really, yeah. for Endeavor. Yeah. Like it really is. I mean, it's soft because he's a good guy in general, but his attitude was always kind of shitty. So. Now it's just, man, I can't be the number one hero and be this this dick all the time. You know, I have to fight for my family and for the world. Absolutely. Um, let's go to UA School Festival arc. A very adorable arc. Bit of fan service. Yes. Um, so fun. Continuing to cut the you know the tension of a lot of things while also giving a lot of the other characters some sort of role in the show. Mina Ashido or Momo Yayorozu or even um, Jiro who doesn't get a lot. I mean, but she's the rock star. She's the music head. She's the kind of person in charge of this. And you really kind of rarely see her in any type of spotlight, but she's here. She's singing over a dub fucking song. (laughs) They always amaze me by how they give time to someone. I never thought I'd get time Mm. for, you know, so in a great utilizing (laughs) them in their best way. It's not like, Oh, right. Oh, let's just throw her in a hero situation. What I mean is, Season one, I would have never thought that I'd get this much information mm. or this moment for, you know, whatever. Ear jack girl. And I always get it at some <laughs> point. Yeah, I always get it at some point. I'm like, damn, they really did that. Okay. Cool. Um, any great moments that you adore from the school festival arc? Um, let's see. You know what? Here's here's what I'm here's what I'm really into. They could have they, they gave Deku a huge role. Or he did have a huge role. He did. But it's so funny He had his own interlude. <laughs> he had his own interlude, but the one thing that he had to do caused him so much trouble oh, yeah. in the end. Can relate, you know? <laughs> yeah. We can relate. Um, 
but I I do love the flashback. I thought the the uh, airphone Jagger. I mean, that was just I love seeing you know the conversations she had with her family and it's I think it's just awesome. Like that that concert in general is really really cool, mm-hmm. but. I love the flashback, man. Like when I when they get to show the the kids talking to their parents about you know a moment or things that they wanted to do, or you could tell that she was doing that, you know, for that for that very moment for that reason. I just I think it's super cute, man. I like the show has so many cute moments. I like the fact that we're still, Ari, and Mirio, still have a place in this, and. Ari, apparently, <laughs> they're like, the school is like, yeah, we've adopted Ari. Apparently, we can't keep her in the hospital forever. <laughs> um, yeah, and, she and she doesn't have any parents or stuff to take on these massive medical bills. So they said, get out. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> bypassed some important documents to let this happen. <laughs> like, some things were not signed off. we adopting kids now. You can stay with us. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's kind of strange, but I get it. Um, so with that said, uh, it builds up to this great performance. Before we hit the great performance, Gentle Criminal and La Brava. Oh God, I love them. I love. I know you do. I I think their relationship is weird because it's a grown man and a little girl. Yeah, I don't. I mean, La Brava. Well, this is an anime. She La Brava could easily be twenty five years old. We have no idea. I'm pretty sure she's not. <laughs> they they make sure. I mean, I don't, they they go out their way I to make kids know, kids man. in this show. Except when you're talking Bro. about like you know breasts. But <laughs> the relationship is strange. I don't know if it is like. A, it's not a. I don't think it's a romantic relationship. I don't think it and, is either. But like, they do things that make you question it i guess I, I think it's more of a father daughter or type thing but it's I, well i don't know so actually he, is it just here's why i love this art and i'm about to <laughs> about to break it down blow my mind bro because there's some cringy moments for so me. the relationship between Labrava and gentle criminal is one of admiration and i get the sort of massive age difference that's crazy but i think it's um Labrava who admires gentle criminal and gentle criminal who's been looking for someone to admire him this entire time because he's been an outcast of society for so long. He was in a hero. He was just one person. Yeah, it's a, he was in a hero course for so long, and he was just pretty much bullied out, pushed out, led to a life of crime in a sense. And all he needed was that acceptance. That's what Deku, that's what the entire ending thing is about. All he needed was that kind of acceptance that maybe could have changed his life around. And it's a realization that right. Deku has towards the end of this thing. Labrava represents that acceptance from somebody, especially someone who's willing to help him with his plans. But he doesn't want to. It's not like a, oh, my love, you know, one day we will be. It's more so. Yeah, no, there was none he, of that. They just had a little he moments. Would, you know? He wants the best for her. And realizes that in this situation. Um, and she wants the best for him. And it's this mutual relationship. It's, you know, it's still, I can see the weird points in this. But overall. Yeah, I, it, it's not it's not creepy. They just do like a, like they don't push it. But it made me question what it really was, I guess. Um, but it wasn't enough of the stuff to right. like, it didn't overshadow how great this little you know, this mini. You have a was. criminal looking for clout online. He's just like, yo, yeah, I, mean, I need attention. All these it happens all the all time. All these villains <laughs> in real life. <laughs> very six nine ish. Um 
Yeah, All these yeah. villains looking for attention, especially in a world where villains are rising up and then and there's so many people doing massive crimes and trying to get their syndicates on top and doing A, B, C, D, E, or he just wants his slice in that. So he's putting up YouTube videos of little petty crimes he commits. Hopefully he'll go viral or something and people will recognize him as a massive villain. I think he just wanted to be recognized as like great, but in a period, period yeah, in yeah. a prior life, he wasn't. <clears throat> You you don't think it meant he you don't think he meant to. I think his whole thing was this is the fastest way I can get attention regardless if it's good or bad. Yeah. I just I just want the attention. Absolutely. Because I don't really I mean you can put him in a category of being a villain, but his priority I think his actual direction that he was taking was just I just want attention. Yeah. I'm not necessarily trying to kill people. But here's the thing. I just want to here's the thing. I mean, within within that sort of side story and his power and his battle with Deku, um, mm-hmm. which you know it's very creative in terms of using a lot of the environment, his quirk, really able cool. to make anything kind of elastic, including the air, and take heavy things and make them lighter, and he can jump around. He's someone who's could be very useful. Absolutely. And Labrava, who just has the power for things that she admires, it's within her DNA to admire things that she gives them extra strength. It's like you know, what is it? What's that move called in Pokemon? Um, helping Hand. Oh, help! Yeah, is that is that what Labrava's doing Absolutely. the whole time? Absolutely. Um. So, and she kind of looks like a plus one of mine. And now that I think about it. Oh, um. <laughs> but um, this sort of situation. I think the entire thing is just Deku ends up relating to Gentle Criminal from where they both started. And after he learns a story, he learns that not everyone has kind of like this one track mind of overhaul. And he begins to see villains less in one um, color and more in different type of colors, especially with like, yeah. listen, who knows if if someone had even just reached out to him. And just reached out a hand and provided that yeah, sort of comfort. Like, his life could have been completely different. Completely different. It could have been like, hey, I actually see, you know, the potential. You and have. he begins to wonder how many other villains are similar to that sort of situation. And it actually is a thing that actually comes up in one of the most recent chapters. Um, hey, man, I actually think that goes both ways, by the way. I think, yeah, I think you could you could go to somebody, a hero, and say, you have a lot of potential to do a lot of damage. <laughs> you know, like this show does go both ways. Yes, no, one hundred percent. It's one hundred percent. So he manages to stop Gentle Criminal, whose plans on invading UA and fucking up their school festival. And Deku was like, "Nah, nigga. yeah, Mm-mm. no, I can't, I can't deal with that." They right scrap. Now, he just uses new gloves. He just has gloves on, by the way. He's just to shoot his a uh, his quirk. Um, anyway. They capture him. It's a good. I think I I still love the gentle criminal and Labrava thing. Hey, it's 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 one of the. I, I think the the actual fight in general. <clears throat> I mean, it is it's borderline showdown material. Yeah, bro. I ain't gonna lie. No, to you. you're right. I think it's really good for them to. I mean, again, I keep saying this, but the overhaul fight was so good. I did not anticipate anything major, but the fact that you really do get. I would say two really good fights before this is all said and done. Right. Um, when we talk about Endeavor again, but it was it was really awesome and super super. Creative. They wrap up the emotional weight along with the action of this in a way that's kind of different from most fights, and then also a human aspect of it, 
which is a lot different than most fights. So that's why I appreciate it, because it's a lot more of a human aspect sprinkled into this actual thing. I know a lot of people don't give a fuck about this arc. Um, that's okay. But yeah, uh, that's okay. It's it's good, though. It, it has it has everything that love, you need to... I love the campiness of it. The, oh, La Brava. You know, the, the, yeah, it's not it's it's unserious. Yeah. But it's but they they it's interesting, you know, like it's 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 just more material. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll Absolutely. Take, I'll take um they get back, they have the performance. The performance is fucking amazing. It just is. I was like, I'm I'm astounded at anime performances every time I see them for how they make them work. Um but the best part of it is Aerie's smile. I think. Just Aerie is the cutest character on this entire series, just, at least so far that I've seen. Just her, her smile in the situation, and when they first see her, she's un, she's unsure of how to approach any human because of how she's kind of been brought up. But by the end of this, she's fully embracing the fact that yo, mm-hmm. this has been amazing. I love experiences. I didn't know life could be so good. So yes, because yeah. um, she hasn't got to experience. This is all new. Listen, when everybody cried, I almost cried. I was like, wow, the show, <sighs> emotions. Um, pro hero arc. The pro hero arc. This is one that has been split up between season four and season five. It's not a lot. It's mostly in season four. It caps off mm-hmm. in season five. Um, hero billboard charts. Hero billboard charts. The JP hero <laughs> billboard charts. I did not see this coming, by the way. And the fact that they call it a billboard chart kind of threw me off, but I'm all here. For yeah. It. Um. A group of new heroes, familiar faces, risen up the ranks. Let's take a look at the hero charts, the, the, the Billboard hero yeah. charts. So, All Might used to be number one. He's no longer number one. Endeavor is number one. Anybody from the top ten that stroke that stroke striked you? <laughs> hey, man. Shout out Best Genius for still keeping it. No, I, and I know, you, I know I had to say something because this your, this your man. Of course. This man couldn't even be there. Listen. He's been out of commission for a little bit, and he still ranks so high, Listen. which tells you how good he really is. I don't even know what he, the, the nigga can really do, so I knew that he was OP, just the fact that he's still on this list. Listen, the fabrics, the denim, tough denim, baby. You can't shake it. Tough denim. It, it lasts forever. It lasts forever. Um, we see other people within this, I believe, um, from, we see Ed Shot. Who got his notoriety from the the Camino incident, I believe. Um, Mirko. I see mommy on stage. Mirko. Very popular. Very popular cosplay character. Very popular hero in general. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> yo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. Um, just amazing character, powerful, strong woman. Really, really no. Yeah, jokes aside, incredible. Top five, just top five. Ease. Um, literally and figuratively. Uh, and then we see. Originally, it was supposed. Oh, actually, whew, why? I was about to spoil this real quick. <laughs> Don't go to the JP. <laughs> I'm about to say you hero billboard you charts because they spoil it, and I was really just about to spoil it. I was, no, I, I'm not. I li- I have it on physically right now. I didn't go to if I would have went to like a fandom page. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'd went to fandom page, I don't spoil it. I don't give a fuck. It was just like yo, we got bills to pay. I don't give a fuck about it. But but, but they but you have to you have to click uh if you want to spoil a death or see if somebody's alive or dead, they'll cover that. Up. Um they don't on this page. <laughs> oh god. 
<laughs> they do it on jujitsu's page. So then, like, don't go to the hero billboard charts page. It's a. I will not. Spoiler heavy. I mean, it's not spoilers that you're like, wow. You're just like, oh, okay. Um, we see Kamuni, Wo- Kamuni Woods, Wash, um, Samurai Guy, Old Samurai Guy, um, Ryukyu, bunch of people. The person who makes the splash is obviously Hawks. Young Hawks. Team Lion. We immediately mentioned Stain. Yes. <laughs> it was immediately first of all shout to Zeno himself just yeah shout to last Zeno. summer it's we talked me. about this it was Still. the dub was introduced the same week that episode came out please go back to the episode mm-hmm. if you want to listen to it in full Amazing. it's on our YouTube page you know just a couple he's on fire right he's, now he's on boy fire. can he leave some checks for everybody yeah. else um yeah yeah but with that said he's just cool he's young he's trying to change things up he's like yo let's not be so serious why are you being so serious not in the very joker kind of way but like yo why is it so tense in the room he's literally like y'all were born in the 70s i was born in the 90s yeah i know what i'm talking about <laughs> i'm cool listen to me i got this whole new fresh way of thinking you know relax everybody's just gasping top two like, hero before God. top two top three not three by the way um before I turn 20 something. Like, come on. What is he, 22? 21? You can do it better than me. It's Hawks. Cold. It's Hawks. I'm higher than Best Genius. Best Genius with the fabrics. Cold. Come on. Um, he's 22 when he first appears. Uh, 22. So, which was a good age for me. 22 was a good year. I like that. Uh, so, let's fast forward. I mean, Endeavor's got a new suit, by the way. Just a new feature. It's hard. Yeah, I like it. It's, he's trying to piece the kids. He's like, yo, maybe my last suit was too... <laughs> Scary? Yeah, maybe. Not I don't really even know. He's like, yo, it just wasn't cool enough. He's like, yo, I need cool... I'm sure he went to the the the, the mechanics and was like, yo, I need a suit that's fucking cool. I need cool factor. They throw on some shoulder pads. It was definitely a part of the uh, the, the, hit, the turn. Yeah. Thousand percent. He's like, nah, I gotta, I gotta switch up the... Cool time. physically and literally because these flames are hot. Um, yeah. and Deborah and Hawks have a discussion yeah, later later on in the episode. They have a discussion. They go back to Kyushu at Hawks Hood, um, and they're having lunch or dinner and something. There obviously is a different difference of minds, different of values, different of things. But Hawks opens up. Is like, yo, this, you know, the with the rise of villains, people are starting to embrace new philosophies that aren't necessarily thing for villains and we've seen yeah. you know a couple other things like you know a couple more nomu sightings in the area and etc cetera, etc cetera. like i think we should team up i think we should embrace kind of this and, and and instead of it being number one number two kind of similar to how all might and you were i think it should be you know we should team up and show that side of camaraderie which will look better mm-hmm. for the entire sort of situation it's really i mean yeah, it's smart. You would you would think that <laughs> that would be easy to figure out. Like maybe we should work together because generally you see how people love me. I'm walking down the street. I'm I just saved like five lives just <laughs> in this conversation. People love me. I'm autographing shit. I'm helping old ladies with their luggage. So if you if they see me with you, it's bound to rub Absolutely. off. Absolutely. And then it kind of <laughs> it kind of backfired. <laughs> Absolutely. Because in that moment, a nomu comes crashing through the window. Just you know, 
I'm sure everyone's like, yo, this is very suspicious how we just talked about Nomu sightings and shit. And then Nomu comes crashing through the window as I'm about to finish my, you know, (laughs) spare ribs or some shit like that. Uh, Let's talk about this Endeavor Hawks versus the Nomu thing. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I think this is the best fight of this season. No, I think this is the best fight of this season. Even compared to the Deku wow. versus overhaul Even thing. Compared to Deku overhaul. I think well, this is the best fight. Okay. Here's here's why I loved I'm not gonna go crazy on it because I, I know you remember when I texted you when I first saw this shit, but I, I love the transition between the fight and the like, reactions. Everyone watching. Of course. Yes. <laughs> yes, bro. Yes, like show T- Todoroki's whole demeanor. I mean, there's a the, my favorite part of this episode is he drops his knees. Oh and my your God. heart. I just thought it was brilliant, <laughs> yo, dog. Like, did your heart do the I'm thing that my shit did? Because it was like, yo, bro. Like when he when he kind of just like he takes his an exhale. exhale and like and everyone's around him. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like it just it touched me. Honestly. It did. Like, he really wanted to see his father get out of that and win. And he was despite everything. It's almost like he, you know, despite everything, bro. He really just wanted to see um uh almost called him all might. He really just wanted to see Endeavor just be great in this situation and be alive and it was just that part alone to me is so realistic absolutely honestly absolutely and i thought it was uh i thought it was so great how they wrote it like Izawa runs in Izawa runs in and is like shoto have you oh you already see it on tv um because i'm sure he was like yo your father's in a massive fight right now and he's been struck in the yeah, eye and yeah. i saw blood everywhere um but there i mean Shoto's not the only one watching i see you see what we're introduced pretty much just like really moments before are Todoroki. I mean, Endeavor's son and daughter. Also, we see Fuyumi and Natsuo. Also, Ray gets in the thing in the show and kind of shows how Endeavor has been kind of cooling off. He sent her flowers and stuff and stuff like that. So it's, a, so it's really cute. Yeah. Though, man, honestly, He's, like she was like, I know he still cares. He sent my favorite flowers. You know, it's like I was like, oh my god. Um, the turn is almost complete, turn. literally. At least for me, like I'm like, okay, um, I see. You. Season six preview. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but with that said, so this entire fight, I love this fight because one, it's against one of the strongest nomus that they've ever seen. One that actually is full realization of what's going on at every time. Um, I didn't take no more serious until this moment. I I just thought they were. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I I kind of looked at the looked at them like a putties. A, a, <laughs> a, yeah, a storytelling villain that you like, punch in the chest really and they a, break apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you just you know, like Power Rangers, they always had little of demons course. flying around. They don't really have names. They're just there to help. You know, that's what support like support villains. Almost. Well, they and, still are. But, I but know, but this was serious. They're still juniors. You know, they're still yeah. juniors. These are cell junior. Perfect. These are Perfect. these are strong. These cause damage. When one essentially strikes Endeavor and takes his entire eye out, and the blood goes gushing in the air, I was like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. incredible!" Okay, okay, my hero. Um, but the overall, still beyond being overpowered at various moments by the by the Nomu and Endeavor, kind of. Building up that fire, building up the intensity, getting help assistance from Hawks who uses his wings, rising into the air. Yeah. Um, there's this great image of it. I forgot what volume of it it is. 
my hero what in the manga where just it's really nice yeah the volume i forgot which volume it is let me look it up on the thing but it's a it's a great visual kind of a description of it because it just it was just really powerful and fiery moment and 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 the the culmination of like okay you have nothing to fear kind of endeavors here but not like right not like all my yeah he did it in his own way it's episode it's it's volume 21 the cover for volume 21 is still one of the most fire shit i've ever seen in my life um it is you could hang that in the rafters but it's so powerful and they go back and forth and they're so evenly matched and it builds up to this moment where he does this prominence burn that's like the ultimate prominence burn within the sky explodes he comes back down they're wondering if he's even alive the camera's shaking everyone's like yo get out the way um and they finally the the smoke clears and he's got the one arm up kind of like all might except it's the other arm he's like yo so it's not like all might (laughs) it's completely different it's not like all might but we're glad you're okay that's the symbol Symbol. i'm here it's a symbol that's all they wanted to show is that he's a symbol in everyone is no audio everyone's emotions you can clearly see they don't have to sh- they don't have to tell us how it is because we see it we see um not, you know Natsuo and Fuyumi their expressions to this and we see um All Might's expression to this he jumps up in his seats kind of just like yes the, a new symbol like something to give people hope again and then of course we talk about Shoto's you know reaction to it everyone kind of brilliant major reaction to this and it's it's incredible. It really is. Um, there, there's not, there isn't another way I would have liked to see this season in because you're absolutely the overhaul stuff. Brilliant, we all know that. But this told a much more emotional story. It, start, it ends one um, chapter and begins a new one. Yes, yes, and it, it's just it's really good. Um, and honestly, my my other favorite part of the series was more or less that those ending credits, man. Ooh, talk about it. Like, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Talk about it. Talk about that it. That was awesome man getting to see you know some of the villains that we know now as students or just some of the heroes that we know now as as young students get to see young hawks like you know training as like a five six year old like you know like i just thought it was really cool stuff you want to see and stuff you want to know we get so much backstory on my hero academia which i think is uh what makes the show so special uh, because you don't get a lot of that stuff and when i mean backstory i'm not saying a full-length 30 minute episode just tidbits of maybe what someone looked like or how they were when they were you know 10 years ago or five years I love that type of stuff you know like who doesn't want to see um their favorite anime character as a little chibi kid you know like it's it's always cute I love the final moments of this season because I didn't think it was going to happen I stayed after the credits because after all after that emotional heavy moment just you had you got to let the credits roll and just kind of exhale. I had to let the credits roll because when I when I read this, because remember I started reading it like I was at this point I was I was so locked in on my hero and it was my first time that I I, may, I started reading afterwards. So I maybe like did fifteen twenty pages after that, and because I was just so interested, especially after the credit, um, and I I just so cool. But who sleeps like that? <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Like, I, <laughs> wait, how do you sleep? That's how, how do you sleep? I mean, not with both hands to my side on my face. <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a. Uh, I do. Do you, Mills? Oh my god, bro! You really sleep? I like sleep that? like that. I'd, I'd, I'd wake up with a stiff neck. Bro. I. I like that. It's the only I, I can't. So you, how do you sleep? So, I usually fall asleep. This is, hear me out. I usually fall asleep on my back. When I wake up in the morning, I'm usually on my side. I can fall asleep on my side. There's no way on this on God's earth I can fall asleep on my stomach. I just can't do it. I can't do it, bro. I 100% sleep on my stomach with my arms <laughs> on my side. Yes. I can't do yes. it, bro. I, I I fear stiff necks, and I I usually when I do fall I don't asleep have on my one. stomach, it's the I pillow. I it's it's the pillow that I have. It just it, I just bro. I'm able to avoid it, but I understand what you mean. I I've understand heard people the fear. who sleep on their back are sociopaths. So like I'm I I worry about myself, but like I think I usually I usually fall asleep on my back nine times out of ten. That's so crazy. <laughs> that this is the end of season four. Obviously, season five premieres this this Friday, this Saturday, in you know around the world. Are you anticipating this? First of all, we yeah, <laughs> it's episode one or episode zero, <laughs> which was to reveal to us that it is not in an actual. Is it going to be a, a, a catch up with a few new it, things? It absolutely okay. is. That, that's, I mean, it's fair. I'm, I'm, I think we still have, I have a few more, I think two more episodes of Juju, uh, one more of Promise. So it's fine. This episode can be a, a catch up because I still have one more week of like shenanigans with everything else. Uh, but, yeah, it's yeah, weird. Everything else there. is ending at the same time, yeah, right? bro, it sucks actually. Like... What are they doing? I mean, I, I guess the Demon Slayer movie is coming, right? We got. We I guess spring before. anime. They got to keep a. Spring anime is very important, I guess. Yeah. Spring and fall is what I'm assuming is uh, the most important thing about this. I'm just gonna um, pick up reading even more. So. I think I was gonna. So I was gonna do little, little. So the important thing. All right. Here's what we'll do. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you enjoy this and enjoy the season four anime and the season five preview, we're going to talk about a little bit of manga spoilers here. So if you want to end here and you do not want to be spoiled by the manga, I thank need you for to tuning know in. this fit that best genus is wearing on this past chapter. I don't know if it's the past chapter or a chapter ago, but I saw it on Twitter. I know it's new. He looks fly. I'm trying to see what's going on. <laughs> is it um, all gene? I need to see this okay. animated. And Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, yes, please. If you if you're if you do not want manga spoilers, please cut it off here. And we will start manga spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. One, I think it is all gene. I think it's all <laughs> it's gotta denim. Be all gene, which is sick. I, He's got the double a double breast gene on with a button up <laughs> gene. I mean. Incredible! I gotta see, wait till we see it on like animated. Like it's gonna look crazy. So the reason I say this is because this is a game changer in my hero. I think it's legitimately the end of a saga mm-hmm. in my hero, and it's kind of the end of how we're viewing my hero academia because the, the pretty much the spoiler is that Deku, after everything that's kind of happened within mm-hmm. the war arc, has chosen to leave UA. Okay. What? Because he believes that he presents too much of a danger to everyone there because they are looking to steal his power. Oh. So he gets it now. So, yeah. So he's <laughs> leaving. 
and he's going about his own journey. I believe it, it, he's going it remains to America. Be, I it remains to be seen. He literally has a backpack, and he looks like he's like on top of a building. He's. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's leaving the city. I know for sure he's leaving he's UA. In Atlanta, bro. And the <laughs> <laughs> the final scene of this entire arc is Deku standing on top of a building, and he sees like a hero demolishing a building. He's like, "Wow, that looks like a big villain." But he's not necessarily approaching them mm-hmm. or anything. He seems to be very rogue and on its own. I mm-hmm. say this is a major spoiler because it kind of just changes. Is it? Can it still really be called My Hero Academia if the main know. character is no longer in school? I don't know, bro. Are we transitioning from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Z? I was about to say, what's happening? Is it just called My Hero? A time skip is coming. If we get, man, you know how I feel about time skips. Every anime needs it, bro. I don't care. A time skip is absolutely coming. That's awesome. I'm just saying. So we have that to look forward to. That's all I'll say about it. I'm sure if you want to listen to more and more thoughts about it and stuff like that, there's an episode of the War Report. I mean, not the War Report. Wow. Okay. I said that earlier, I think, too. I think so. The Big Eyes <laughs> podcast. There's an episode of the Big Eyes podcast that you guys can listen to. I'm in A-show mode as well yeah. uh, because I also referenced the War Report on the A-show. Yeah, but you can listen it. to the Big Eyes podcast manga episode. Um, I'm sure they're talking all about this and all the possibilities that can come from this. But yeah. It's a game changer. Um, this is the end. Thank you guys for listening. We want to give a shout out to our guest, Gabe, for showing up, showing Thank out. You. Thank you. Amazing. On this massive episode, um, three years for the lookout. Mm, it's been an amazing years. journey thus far. Still, hopefully, three more years. Hopefully, three more years worth of a lot more experiences and money and all this other stuff like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, so, thank you guys if you have tuned in thus far and, and, and enjoying the ride. Again, you can listen to this episode. We had an episode of Titan Time that dropped earlier this week, a full-fledged episode, a double episode that we double. had to talk about because they get crazy on these sets. I mean, who boy. Um, come on, Levi. Uh, that's all I got to say. But thank guy. you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for subscribing. Please stay subscribed at the Lookout RNC on RNC Radio. Thank you, yeah. um, Soberpen, for the brand new oh, artwork. Man. Good God, bro. Let's just let's just start a manga. Yes. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. Fuck it. That is the plan. It will happen. I'm putting it into the universe. It yes. will happen one day. Yes. The manga it will. It is on my mind. The lookout manga will start. Will begin. Will continue. But until then, I am Mills, and I'm here with the Platinum Chanel boy Jeff, and we'll see you guys next week. Take care. <laughs>